Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the show, please follow or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It would help us tremendously. You can also leave us a rating and comment to let us know how we're doing on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to look us up on Instagram and Twitter if you would like to interact with us. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Hey, Donnie. Guy's German here wants to die for country. Oblige him. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? You're gonna need a bigger boat. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. Dance off, bro. Me and you. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's terrible! She has beautiful eyes and her hair smells like cinnamon! It's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! So when do we do this? It all depends. When do you want to die? Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Welcome to the technically third but second movie review episode of the Heated Seats podcast where we are going to be talking Pulp Fiction. I am Dallas Fisher. I'm Alex Colbertson. How are you doing? Hello. Happy uh, spooky season, by it the way. It is spooky season. Yeah, it's also your birthday season, too. Yep. Ooh. I get to celebrate the whole month, just like girls do. You took and the whole month off of work, didn't you? Yeah, just mm-hmm. to sit at home and just reflect on how much I love my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> standard standard, uh, standard protocol when it comes to birthdays. Yeah. It, it, I know yeah. that whenever it's Brooke's birthday... Uh, I basically take the whole week off also. Yeah. And I just kind of make it my own, my own birthday also. <laughs> and we just kind of both celebrate. Yeah. Because there, there's no point in celebrating your birthday. No. Because you just like, it just carry not carries over, but it's just like double birthday. Hmm. DB, like DB Cooper has nothing to do with this. Um, I wanted to break some big news, some big movie news to you to start out. I told you not to... You told me not to be on the internet. Not to scour the, the webs for the last, what, three hours now, mm-hmm. ever since I texted you. You had some juicy deets <clears throat> for me. I mean, it's something I think everyone has seen coming. Uh, Dune was delayed. Do you want to know how long? Uh, can I guess? <laughs> yeah, guess. Summer 2021. Even later, fucking ten holiday months. Holiday again, another yeah, like October. It's I I don't understand. I mean I I know they're doing it because they probably assume they're gonna win or be nominated for some sort of Oscar. But well, fuck that. Ten months, ten months. That literally was gonna be the only other. Okay, so so far out of COVID twenty twenty, there's maybe only been like for me two or three good things that have come out of this year. <laughs> and that was music, honestly. Music, yeah. And I was going to say that Dune, for me, was going to be one of the big things of 2020. One of the only good things of 2020. Yep, and it wasn't and, supposed to come until the end of it. And, yeah. and now it's... They pushed it back again. Fuck it. And they pushed it back to the date that the Batman was supposed to come out. Uh, so everyone's saying the Batman's going to be pushed, pushed back, back too. further. Which sucks. <laughs> Because they're both Warner Brothers, so it, it'll probably get pushed back even a month. 
There's almost no point in getting excited for movies until after COVID's over. Uh, Seriously. A part of that, Regal, like the second biggest movie chain in the U.S., is closing all of their theaters effective like Thursday. Permanently? Uh, like basically. Basically, until new movies can be released. And the next new big movie that's coming out is like fucking, what I mean, uh, Bond, mm-hmm. which is until April. I still don't get. Never mind. I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it's, why it's money. They don't want to lose out their money, and they don't want to keep advertising for movies that are gonna just gonna keep getting pushed back. So they're just like, all right, six months. In about four months, we'll advertise again. So because they don't want to advertise every single day on every single platform for the next six months. Do you think Nolan was pissed that he decided to to drop Tenet? And Probably it didn't do very well. Yeah, like I guarantee. I, yeah. I actually am surprised that he actually did release the movie because <clears throat> he probably thought he's gonna like. All right, he's gonna release movies. It's gonna make a hundred million dollars opening weekend, and then they're like, "Oh shit, people still want to go see movies, but it's made <laughs> like maybe thirty to forty million in the mm-hmm. U.S. Mm-hmm. It's made like three hundred worldwide, but in the U.S. that's nothing. That's one week. That's one weekend for like a fucking Kevin James comedy." And this was supposed to be like the big movie event of the summer yeah, of the yeah. last year. Yeah. And it didn't do shit. It's still in theaters, but I don't know. It, it fucking sucks. It sucks that all these things are getting Well, and it's not, it's not on streaming yet either, right? They didn't do a boat. They didn't release a boat. They didn't no. release theaters and streaming. No. So it could be doing better if they kind of pulled a Mulan and like charged, you know what I mean? Like Amazon, uh, Amazon and stuff or yeah. like some sort of... I, I do think he could have done like a $25 at home rental mm-hmm. and he could have made more money, but I know he makes movies for the big screen. Yeah, he does. And that's the whole reason that he wanted to put it out. It's because yeah. like people need to go see this on a big screen and it needs to make money. <laughs> I don't know. It's depressing. Yep. Honestly, it really is. Cause I was really looking forward to Dune. And I was hoping this was going to be good news. And then no, that's it's, shitty news. That's so. bad news. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I did see the full trailer the other day, though. I saw it in a theater, and it didn't really show much, to be honest. The full trailer? Yeah. I'm still I watched the full watch one. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no point in watching it for fucking ever now. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I don't know if I've ever said this to the listeners, but um, I don't think I have. I act like we've had like 100 episodes yeah. now, but um, I kind of got started from you doing this where you don't really watch trailers very yep. often um and really only teasers uh and i started doing that the first movie i did it with was tenant i had watched the very very first teaser um and that was it and no trailers no pictures no nothing um and i'm doing the same thing with dune and all i've seen of dune was the little teaser that played before tenant yep and it was like a 15 second teaser pretty much with all like because a lot of it's just words mm-hmm. and and that's all i'm gonna watch of it shots so. of black and maybe it's all we'll ever see because we'll all be fucking dead before any new movie comes there out there you go covid's gonna kill us all probably um yeah. i just want to give a little update this is just kind of between us but it's kind of cool i know i sent you a picture of we got like 80 listeners without ever posting about this yeah we're up to 191 total plays now that's crazy we've just never posted about i mean i've kind of teased it to like three or four different people Mm -hmm. but yeah it's cool it is awesome i've definitely told some people at work to listen to it and you know follow us and subscribe 
but the fact that we're having listeners outside of the country and stuff too is pretty wild to me. Uh, yeah, we got some from Canada, the UK, Australia, and Morocco. Morocco. I don't even know where Morocco is. <laughs> no, neither, but that's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully they're enjoying it. Um, and yeah, for real, thank you for listening. This is, that's crazy. We're only in our third episode. I honestly thought we'd be canceled by now. Canceled. I thought these subscriptions, these Apple podcasts and Spotify would be putting notes on our doors and saying, you guys are terrible. Sorry. Yeah. We, we don't want you guys to be on our websites anymore. No one wants to and hear you talk. we're still here. We're still, we're still pumping fuel, <laughs> fuel to the fire, baby. We're, we're not going anywhere, baby. Pumping. Yeah. But, uh, so spooky season, October, my favorite season. Yep. Um, it's also your birthday month and I just love fall. I'm so stoked for fall. It's seriously perfect weather right now. I'm a jacket guy. I don't <laughs> wear shorts. I wear only wear jeans. Oh, and I know this you is do. my season. Speaking of jackets, today this morning I realized I have like four jackets hanging up on my coat rack. Three of them are hand-me-downs from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I like, the, yeah, the only jackets I wear during this time are ones that you've given me. You have... And you just gave me a new one, too. You have the two flannels. Yep. I just gave you that new flannel, so now you have two, and then that, like, gray jacket. Yeah. Like, that kind of... I wore that this morning for the first time in, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love you still that you still have them. I mean, they work. You're welcome. Um, Something I kind of wanted to bring up was the... F- fact that i watched your movie review the new which one i did Kajillionaire? Um, i already forgot the name of it to be totally honest Kajillionaire. Kajillionaire, yes exactly yeah. yeah and i didn't know if you kind of wanted to plug what you were doing on youtube oh sure uh, i mean i just i'm kind of doing short little movie reviews for mainly new movies which is a terrible time to do it <laughs> because there's like no new movies coming out there's a few over the next couple weeks that Probably aren't going to be great, but I'll go see them and talk about them. And you're actually going to the theater to yep. do these two. Yep. As long as they all stay open, I'll still go. Because I've gone to two in the last week, in the last like five days, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They're fucking, I know they're cheesy, and but I'm having a lot of fun with the editing process. <laughs> like editing the photos. and It looked good, actually. The, yeah. the second The second episode or second review, you could tell that you kind of were learning more. Yeah. Um, do you use a green screen? Did you buy a green screen yeah, on Amazon? I did. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. how I threw in like the, 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 the seats in the, the seats back. in the background. Yeah. Which and I'm gonna start empty, which is very, very fitting yep. for COVID. No one's there. Because yep. I did go to a I went to two movies this week. I went to one completely by myself, which was Kajillionaire. Mm-hmm. It's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing going to a theater. I used to think it was cool. We loved it. Yeah. Because when it's just you, but now when it's just you, you realize you're giving these people like $8 and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And they're just have to like be there for three hours while you sit at a movie and no one else is coming in. But then I went to another one Saturday night. Uh, I saw Possessor. Mm-hmm. Possess- Possessor. I saw the poster on it, IMDb, but I haven't seen like a... David Cronenberg did The Fly. And yeah. It's his kid, Brandon Cronenberg. Cool. It's, I don't think it's his first movie, but it's his first like big movie. I thought it was it was it was fucking cool. Is it creepy? <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah? It's more of the body horror stuff like his dad used to do, but cool. you can tell it's kinda of taken his own spin on his it. His own yeah, his own little spin. But like ten minutes before the movie I looked at this I always try to check to see if anyone else is gonna be there and there was no one else there and I'm like, fuck yeah, I know the movie by myself. Don't have to worry about people talking and then a couple shows up like three minutes before showtime. Huh. 
and it's a it's a fucked up movie <laughs> and it was kind of i couldn't tell if they were into it or not but about 15 minutes into the movie there's a bts movie out right now of course there is and they left the door open to our theater and then the door open to that theater which were right next to each other no one's in that screening because it's like 10 p.m so no one's coming to watch the bts movie at 10 p.m on a saturday what theater and you it at? was i went to flicks brew okay. house and it was blaring I'm like, there's no way this music is part of this fucking movie. Uh And so I had to get up. And then, of course, there's like no employees there. So I had to miss like three minutes of the movie trying to find an employee. And I'm like, can you have someone like turn that movie down? Because I, it's ruining the movie. And they did it like really quick. Really? Because I'm like, because that was another question to him. Like, are they still playing these movies if no one's actually watching them? And the answer is clearly yes. Mm -hmm. Because you could tell that the, they had like a little thing still blocking off. Like they usually block it off when they clean it. And that was still up during the movie. I guess they do that in case someone decides the last minute that they want to go see it. I guess. You know what I mean? Because I feel like someone could probably complain. Well, I, I planned on coming to see this movie and you're not playing it. Yeah. Like those like, people that show up out. 10 minutes after the movie's already mm-hmm. started. And like, well, well, just I mean, what really important could happen in the first 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so yeah, so you really liked Kajillionaire. Yeah, I loved it. It so far it's my favorite movie of the year. That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> Which there hasn't been much. I mean, I think I've watched like forty or so in the year, but most have been streaming. But it was great. I honestly, I would recommend it to anyone. Did you cry? You said uh, you cried. I teared up. Yeah, there's some <laughs> tear factor in there. Yeah, tear yeah. factor. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. A little spinoff with Joe Rogan. There we go. He's back. Back Podcasts on the- and eating cockroaches doesn't get better than that um so yeah you watched some movies uh i didn't get to any movies um but i did get to some tv what did you watch i've been watching dark i went back and watched dark on netflix have you got through all of it yet i am two episodes left of the entire series entire thing that's crazy fucking wild yeah it's insane it's seriously it's insane i can't even describe it (laughs) i literally can't even describe it it just it it dives so deep into time travel and alternate realities and Mm. parallel universes and quantum realm and literally it's it's insane but it's 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 not it's like it's so complicated to explain but the way that they do it on the show, they lay it out so well yeah. that you don't really feel confused as you're watching it. Like like Tenant, for instance. Yeah, Tenet, I was incredibly confused. And yeah. I, I like the idea of time travel and I and I I like movies like that. But Tenant was so confusing. But Dark has done this thing where they have three seasons and they they explain it so well. And, and they keep you coming back for more. And the fact that it's subtitled doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I love that it's subtitled because it kind of gives a darker, eerier feel to it. And honestly, I feel like a lot of foreign TVs and movies are so well better acted than <laughs> American stuff, for real. Sometimes I feel that way, but then sometimes I can't tell if it's just because I can... You can't really tell if they're delivering their lines very well because you don't understand what they're saying. Okay. And do you think it's easier to understand because you can read it? Mm. Like I noticed you were watching Pulp Fiction with subtitles. Do you always do that, or no. do you just do that on this TV? Cause I was it's only doing that. Sound. I was only doing that for the review. To okay. be totally honest, just to understand, um, catch just every to little see thing. If there's little tiny things that I've 
you know didn't pick on um before mm-hmm. um but that's just for a review purpose um but the subtitles i feel like this it kind of reminds me of parasite where you can watch something with subtitles that you can't understand what they're saying but you will just kind of you know forget that you're reading subtitles because yeah. you're so into the character's emotions and you're so into what's going on that you feel like i really don't even have to read this to understand what this person is feeling and i feel like the only people who don't really like subtitled um movies or tv shows are people who generally like to be on their phones or distracted during shows oh, i know some because people you seriously like have to that. pay attention yeah. you really you can't be on your phone while you're watching this yeah and then i feel like if you you're if you're on your phone for five minutes and you look up and you're like what the fuck just happened yeah and you gotta rewind so yeah well i watched come and see which was a 80s war movie mm-hmm. from like russia yesterday two and a half hours long and it was all subtitles mm-hmm. and yeah it I don't you liked know. it? Yeah, sometimes I'm really into it. But yeah. uh, you're loving Dark then? I am absolutely I, loving it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Um, yeah, two episodes left. Um, and I honestly still don't even know what the fuck's going to happen. <laughs> it's one of those where I feel like it's literally just building up to the very last second. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just I love being like on edge and having absolutely no clue. You literally cannot predict anything in this show, and that's why it's genius. Yeah. I love it. Um, but I've been watching Dark and then also Brooke does this thing where she kind of gets me on a lot of guilty pleasure TV shows. Yeah, I figured a that's what lot of guilty you guys pleasure watch shows. A lot when it's you two at home, that's all we watch. <laughs> it's all because of her. She she'll pick a random show and be, right away I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to watch this. But then of course I end up loving it and becoming obsessed with it after the second episode. Uh, are you on what currently Love on, Island now? No, Love Island. We haven't watched that for a minute, but currently on Dancing with the Stars what the fucking uh yeah. carol baskins, carol baskins baby Jesus and thank god she's off the show she was she, kicked off the spoilers, second episode dude. yeah this whole fucking all we do is spoiler shit oh i know unless um, it's a big yeah. movie but carol baskins get her the fuck out of there they don't need to murder her on the stage <laughs> yeah i said it recording carol baskins is a murder come after me but just um, me she was I terrible she was horrible at dancing or yeah. just oh, yeah. in general no i never both, watched tiger both. king and i don't care to because i don't like documentaries joe exotic but... was pretty fucking funny yeah um but uh yeah carol was really weird uh she played onto the cat thing way too much every single dance that they did so she had three dances total yeah um and they were all three cat themed was there she was... wearing like leopard print shit and the cheetah print yeah, stuff well, for real yeah yeah of but um the disney night <laughs> was the night that she got eliminated disney they, night yeah and they did lion king of course she fucking and did. full lion regalia could like, you totally. choose the movie um like did, did each contestant like group like did one person do hercules one do like aladdin both of both of those movies were in there yeah yeah so do you do you think the producers of the show like made her I do. do the Lion King do. or do you think she was like I think fuck all of you I will kill every single one of you if we don't do the Lion King. She would kill them. Yes. So I agree with that statement. <laughs> um but I think that the producers are telling them based on how they looked and how they act and how they moved and what they think would go best with them. Okay. And so that's why they chose Lion King for Carol. Um, Cuz she's plumpy and can't move very well because she's obsessed with cats well yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this uh i don't want to go off too much on dancing with the stars but also neve from catfish is in it and he's fucking killing it that's he's, awesome he's like one of the top stars on there that's and it's hilarious. hilarious he did uh jack sparrow 
uh oh yeah pirates of the caribbean and yeah. he looked exactly like jack sparrow and it was well, it was fucking perfect um fucking but okay moving on uh so yeah do you want to you want to jump into the review uh yeah or did you have any other things you wanted to talk about from your week i just wanted to say the vanilla oat the belvita is that the ones you wanted me to try <laughs> were those the ones i wasn't expecting you to bring that up <laughs> Belvita, um, not a sponsor, by the way. So we're not, we're not, uh, we're not using them as a sponsor. But uh, sponsored, yeah. I am obsessed with Belvita breakfast biscuits. Was it the vanilla? Oat? And the Very vanilla oat was one of the flavors I wanted you to try. Yes, I Did tried. Did you it like today. it? Yeah, it was good. Uh, Blueberry is still gonna Your be favorite? my favorite. Did the vanilla oat seem softer to you though? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The softer. Yeah, Isn't it definitely weird? seems the soft, the softest <laughs> of the three. Uh, I've had, yeah, of the three I've had. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. That fucking made my day. I mean, I had it. That was my second breakfast this morning. So shout out to Bovita. They're We're killing it in the breakfast good. game. I'm glad you got me onto. They're them murdering because it. I have one basically every single morning. Same. Yeah. I would love <laughs> them as a sponsor. Um, and also too, if you go to Target, shout out to Target. Uh, they have really good deals on Bovita. They're oh, always yeah. two for five. Yeah, that's where I. I buy them all the time. Yeah, Fairway had them for that price the other Ooh, day. Fairway. Yeah. Nice. Okay. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's that's all the the bullshit I need to talk about this week. Let's do it. Let's review. Well, let's uh, talk about Pulp Fiction. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I'm uh, excited. It was released in 1994. Um, fucking 20 math years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How 20, old am I? 26, 20, 26, 26, 26, 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what day it came out. I guess we could have looked that up, but <laughs> who really cares? I guess before we get into it, this is related to the movie. Uh. I'm glad this movie was on stars because either my PS4 was like overheating and making my copy like not skip, but like every little frame would like lag and just do like a little jumpy thing because the sound was perfect, but the, the, the picture was like weird. You don't think that was because of the disc? I don't know. I haven't watched my disc. I mean, it's probably been a year, but this is only like the third time I've ever seen the movie, but weird man yeah and so i'm like are you fucking kidding me you haven't had any problems with your ps4 ever no but i do think i since i put it on my new stand it does kind of overheat but i watched a movie like directly before it took that movie out put pulp fiction in and then it was doing it so i don't know if it was just the beginning or Or because you just used it so much but that's no different than you playing a video game for four hours yeah so i don't know because i've done that recently too Mm -hmm. but yeah uh 1994 94 yep who would you say this stars? Who do you think are the main three stars? I would say Travolta, Jackson, and Willis. You think Willis is over Uma Thurman? I who's on the cover, the poster? It's. I mean, to me, those two are kind of tied. To be yeah. honest, I feel like they, they probably both get, get amount, same amount of screen time. Yeah, I could see that. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, also, Tim Roth and what Tarantino's in it. Mm-hmm. And then some other names that I'm sure, if, even though we're big movie fans, Mister uh, Mister Walken, they're all fucking faces I've seen. Ving Rhames is in it, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of names I don't recognize at all. <laughs> I don't get why we have to get into them. We but, don't. Uh, do you want to <clears throat> start the show? Yeah, let's start it from the beginning. All right, go yeah. with the go with the first scene there. Okay, I'll, so Mister uh, Mister Tim Roth. And uh, his his girlfriend or wife or partner or partner in crime, PIC. Uh, they are in the uh, 
cafe sitting down honey bunny honey bunny talking about uh robbing restaurants mm-hmm. and um and i was actually thinking about this because you know we were talking about the tarantino universe and how i kind of like to think that all these characters you know exist in the same movies and universe and all that um and i kind of was this is a stretch but i was kind of thinking like what if tim roth is the same character that he was in from Reservoir Dogs, and this happened before Reservoir Dogs. Instead of after with yeah. Bushimi. Well, because it could be a pre, like a prequel. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Um, and this happens before because it wouldn't make sense to happen after because Tim Roth dies. So uh, I, mean, I don't know the, why it's kind of weird after, because though. you you don't know you don't see him die. You th- you believe he was shot. Yeah. You would assume he was shot. But I guess in my you, head, you I just assume see it. he was shot. I mean, same thing with our argument about Bushimi last week. Yeah. So, okay. Either could, way. <laughs> could take place before. Um, and if it does take place before, I like the idea of thinking that he's like some like dirty cop who like kind of robs places and like does like dirty shit on the yeah. side, but is also like an undercover cop. And I think that would be kind of a cool idea for, for Tim's character. I mean, maybe he's trying to take down Honey Buddy, who's... He goes deep, deep undercover. True. Marries her. Yeah. I mean, he could marry her very quickly. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that pretty well. But, uh, <laughs> and it fucking, uh, yeah. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Could be. It, it could happen. We're, we're getting deep. We're getting deep on this, uh, universe thing. I love it. Um, so, yep. Yeah, they're sitting there talking about, uh, why they would rather, um, rob, uh, restaurants and cafes. Um, and then also, too, Tim. Uh, at the table with smoking red apples. So yeah, shout out to red apples. It's red gonna apple pop up every now and then cigarettes. in our movie reviews. Um. So yep. Uh. He also says, uh, "Garçon, coffee," and she says, "Garçon means boy." Mm-hmm. And I did not know that garçon was French for boy. It really is French for boy. Garçon. Did you look it up? I did look it up. I don't know many French words besides we, oui. we, oui. and French fries. Oh. <laughs> which means haha ah in can you do that again <laughs> i want to make like nope. a, a sound bite out of that <laughs> mm. sounds good i'll cut it out with my cutting skills mm-hmm. yeah uh and then they i don't know nothing else really happens in the scene <laughs> they, they fucking no. just a classic the... classic opening dialogue yep which is still interesting in a diner it. um just like the beginning of reservoir Dogs. exactly Exactly. Or a coffee shop, I guess. Which this restaurant even looks bigger than the restaurant in Reservoir Dogs, but it's technically a coffee shop. I don't. Maybe it's just the way he calls it a coffee shop. Like maybe it is a diner, or do they? Do people call stuff like if you were to go to Waveland? Okay. Some people would call that a cafe, a cafe, mm-hmm. or a diner, mm-hmm. or a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It depends think, where you're going there for. I think technically it's a diner. I would say diner. I I. I I don't know. Because Java Joe's it. is a coffee shop, but you can go there to get breakfast items. <laughs> yeah. But Starbucks does not serve. I mean, they serve like pastries and shit, mm-hmm. but I don't Either way. know. Um, okay. And then, so one of my biggest pet peeves of this movie. Yes. And I've told just, you about this multiple times. Just get into it now. And I feel like there has to be so many other people out there that have recognized this. Yeah. But so this restaurant, cafe, coffee shop scene, whatever you want to call it takes place twice in this movie and it takes place in the very beginning and it takes place in the very end and honey bunny says 
the same line, but not the same line. <laughs> so right before the opening credits, she says she's getting up from the table, pointing the gun in everybody's faith, face, and I'm not going to say the entire line, but she says, every motherfucking last one of you. Okay. Yeah. So she says that in the opening scene. In the opening scene? Does yes. she Is she on the seat still when she says it, or does she jump down? She jumped down. Okay. That's good to know. So every motherfucking last one of you is the opener. And then credits, opening credits. Yep. And then it goes on to Jules and Vega. It does, driving in the car. Driving. And also, too, one point I want to make. Does it bother you that basically Quentin has every single credit before the movie starts? His end credits are basically the beginning credits. Does that bother you? No, because that's, I mean, I've been doing my rewatch of movies from like the beginning of movie time. And most movies were that way. Hmm. But I think he does it more dramatically to where like literally everything's at the beginning. But yeah, a lot of movies pre like 1990 did it, dude it, dude it that way. And I don't know what is that supposed to be an accent, I've, but I figured that would maybe be why because he's trying to capture an older era of cinema. Yeah, um, I mean, but, but it's it, kind of one of his. It, one of his things is little trademarks to where he has a, a cold open yep. in a scene mm-hmm. and then title sequence and then here's just a montage of all the names and a yep. cool fucking song yep because <laughs> that's never, what it i've never wondered if that's something that bothered you or not if that was a little nitpicky thing for you no, that you didn't like i definitely think it's cool when directors take like a creative step and make their own like little intro because mm-hmm. i mean i don't know the first one that pops in my head is deadpool with the fucking like different do you remember that where all the different names are popping up and they're not telling the names of the actual people and it's just like directed by some piece of shit i do remember that yeah. and then <laughs> they were kind of making fun of his green lantern character too yep. weren't they yeah. yeah okay um so yeah yeah uh moving on uh actually danny devito produced this movie if you didn't know that already isn't that random uh very random yeah yeah i love it um, so Jules and Vincent in the car driving. Yep. And they're fucking talking about how he just got back or Vega just got back from Amsterdam. 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 Holy fuck my, my words. I'm slurring. Got this lemonade piling up in my teeth. But, uh, yeah, they're talking about how everything's just like different over there. And, <laughs> and one of the best lines, take it. What? Which one? Fucking what do you think? Royal cheese. There you go. Yeah. And La Big Mac. La Big Mac. So yeah. Vince says that he doesn't go to Burger King. Okay. So he doesn't know what the Whopper's called. And you would just assume it's called La Whopper, Le Whopper. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently Le, this is the actual Le translation Whopper. for it. And I'm going to see if this picks up or not. Just pull it close to the mic. <laughs> I'll play it again. Pull, it's nowhere pull close. Pull closer to the mic. There. Like, yeah, on your side. Go massage. That, that definitely picked up. Was it go massage? Go massage. I mean, what the fuck does that mean? We need that as a soundbite. That is what Whopper is translated to Hold in up. French. Why the fuck? He was in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, but he says in France. Oh, he okay. says Le Big Mac. Uh, I guess they were like... They were talking about France also. But, uh, yeah. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> what... I don't know anything about the freaking metric system because obviously we're in America and we're like the only country that doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does Royale have to do with like a measurement? Does that mean quarter pound? 
It possibly could. I, I mean, have no but idea. They use I what kilograms? Yeah. So like a, I don't know what that would fucking translate to. A third of a a third of a kilogram is a royale. Sure. Like would, like if it's a double quarter pounder. Why don't you do a, a little, do a little research and I'll keep talking here. Okay. Um. So. Vince talks about how you know you can go to Amsterdam have a, a beer in theaters, which I thought that was kind of funny because now that's just like standard for every theater. Oh, nowadays, every fucking theater serves alcohol. Is having a beer. Yeah. Um, the funny thing though is that you can still have a beer at like McDonald's in Amsterdam or something like that, and that's something that I don't know if we'll ever have here. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but so yeah, they're driving around. Um, and I said this before on Reservoir Dogs, but I swear to Christ, that's the same car. When they're when Vince and Jules are driving, that that's the same car that Harvey is driving. I still have never found it. <laughs> I've never found it. I mean, but the interior is the same. It's white interior, same style of Cadillac. So I can almost promise that's the same car. It has nothing to do with the metric system. It's just it's it's royal. Okay. Like 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 it's a big king. deal. Like, like it's yes. like okay. It's sure. the biggest sandwich. It's the fucking quarter pounder. It's yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Um, so yeah, they're driving, they're driving to, uh, I'll say their first, <laughs> I don't want to call it a mission or, <laughs> um, uh, but they're driving to, uh, go, uh, get a certain case of something. Yep. And they're picking it up for Mr. Wallace. Marcellus, Marcella, Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. So as they're, um, they pull up to the, the apartment and they're uh, they're getting their guns and everything out of the trunk and doing yep. all that. Classic trunk shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. I don't know if you want. Okay. The two big things happen as they're walking to the apartment door. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just bring up. Uh, we'll get to the foot thing. But it's seven twenty-two in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get people go to work that early, but what kind of hitman or hired men, whatever the fuck they're like hired to do, are going to do this shit at seven twenty and two in the morning? Which leads to, who orders a burger from Big Kahuna Burgers at seven twenty two in the morning? I know. It's twenty twenty, and you can't even get a burger that early. In the obviously, morning. a place that's open twenty four hours, which are a lot more popular in. What, LA? East and West Side. I know, but... West Side. West... Like, the West Side of town. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, even, like, McDonald's, I don't think you can go... When we... We used to go to a 24-hour McDonald's. At 3 a.m., they stopped serving, like, regular food and started serving breakfast because they didn't have room for it. Mm. Or I don't know what the rule was. Is then There's too dumb to... Never mind. I'm not going to talk shit about fast food employees, but... <laughs> I no. Don't. You know what? I don't know. I don't know, but... Shout out to Big Kahuna Burger, because that's where our boy Quentin first started working. Is it a real place? Yes. Okay. That's something I was I had written down because that looks it looks fucking awesome. It's real. Yeah, and that's why that's why he now? puts that in all of his movies. Does it exist right now? What? Like you can go to a Big Kahuna Burger out in California. I don't know if they're still open, but okay. I know that they were open at the time and that's where he worked. Okay. Yeah. He gets some good fucking looking food in his movies. He's obsessed with food and feet. The mm. two Fs. The two best Fs. The two big Fs. Well, what more do you need? There's a third F. that. Mm. But So then they start talking about how... I don't even know who the fuck they're talking about. I don't remember his name. Marcellus? Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, they're talking about Marcellus, but who they're talking about, who he threw out the window. Mm. 
because they Tony, freaking Tony Rocky Horror. Um, of course, see, these are all the little things that you remember about these movies, yeah. but you've also seen them and, so and many more his times. His name's Antoine, Ant- Antoine, but they call him Tony, and they call him Tony parentheses Rocky Horror. Okay, because he likes the movie. Must or? be they don't explain. Okay, but that's that's the beauty of Quentin is just that that dialogue that you kind of just you know don't really get, but you're just super into. Yeah. And it makes it more believable. Um, so they're talking about Antoine um, throwing him out of the window for giving uh, Mia a foot massage. Yep. Would you, would you be pissed if some random dude came over and gave broke a foot massage? Uh, not if it was a friend of mine. Well, for real? Mm, yeah, because if, if I gave her a foot massage, just like without mentioning it to you and it was just me and her, you'd be cool with it? Um, well... Given the fact that I give her a foot massage every night, you'd be giving me a break, so that'd be okay. nice. Um, but right, I guess it depends on the person. And I don't think I would throw you out of a window because of it. <laughs> and I'd be Just like, "What that. the fuck's going on?" Uh, and then I might like jump in between the two of you and might break up that steamy session. Steamy foot. But I don't think I would try and beat the shit out of you for it. I'm gonna freaking rub my feet and. Do Do you find yourself good at foot massages at all? When was the last time you gave a foot massage? In a while, I love. I'm a, I'm very good at receiving foot massages. Mm-hmm, so <laughs> I. And I don't remember the last time I got one. To be totally honest, you got a pedicure recently, oh, like right? A professional one, not one I had to pay for. Oh, like from one that you just a significant other. One you don't even have to ask for. That's just have you ever like, gotten one without having to ask for it? Who have you ever given one without having to ask for it? Yes. Okay. Because I'm that kind of guy, mm, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had kind of kind of had a couple, mm-hmm. but I love professional ones. I really love a nice pedicure. You can't beat it. Um, Brooke says I'm really good at giving foot massages. Knuckles. It's all in the knuckles, baby. For like, real. Like using. The yep, knuckles? using yeah, using knuckles and Not like using pounding like on the bottom of the thumb. foot. Yeah. Throw the occasional thumb in there, but your fingers get tired, so you just gotta pound it with the knucks. <laughs> Um, I'm not talking about feet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then they're all upstairs. They're all talking, and um, Jules is uh, basically asking uh, Big Kahuna boy there uh, <laughs> if uh, Marcellus Wallace looks like a bitch. Does he look like a bitch? And I love I love that whole scene. Everything about that scene is hilarious. Yeah. Freaking yeah. out on that guy. Um, and he's super confused the whole time <laughs> and has no idea what's going on. Um, Who the fuck are these people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's probably so confused because he's like, uh, I'm eating a burger at 7.30 in the morning. I'm, what's happening? Yep. That's exactly what he sounds like. Totally. I can't wait to just keep doing voices that sound <laughs> nothing like the fucking people in these movies. Um, so then they tell uh, Jules or Vincent, whoever, um, that the briefcase is in the cupboard, and oh, the uh, one by your feet. Vince, Vince pulls what? The one by your feet. The Are one you... by your feet, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the exact quote. Yep. And then uh, Vince pulls out the brief bo- briefcase, brief box. What are you gonna say, like boxer briefs? Boxer briefs. Yeah. And opens it up, and who knows what it is? And it's just one of the biggest questions. A, a golden, a golden god. We'll never know. The fucking dude that pops out of the bathroom. That somehow misses all like four or five shots. That's later on, though. We'll it's talk about that on. later. That's oh, later on. Goodness, but yeah, it's not, um, uh, whatever. It's still part of this scene. So 
what's in the box we'll never know what's in the case i should say that's what's in the box, box. That's, a quote. that's from a different movie um but something i've never been able to do that i've kind of i kind of am mad at myself for since i consider this my all-time favorite movie I don't think I'll ever be able to recite all of Jules's quote that he says before he kills no, people. Oh, the freaking Bible quote? Yeah. I, I know people out there who can recite the whole thing. Oh, yeah, because it's people and that... It's, I know I it's your like favorite I've watched movie. this movie a ton of times, though, but I don't really... I don't know. It's something that I don't... <laughs> I can't do. Yeah. It, I don't know. But I know people who can. It's crazy. Surprised you didn't write it down and, like, hang it up on your wall with... Your your Pink Floyd poster. That would be that would be kind of a cool piece of memorabilia, actually. Like from the script, like that. You know, you get like well, the, I the you pages. That script, script. So. No, you did, but yeah. I'm not going to tear that apart. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like an actual framed thing that was meant to be framed and not torn from the script. Yeah. I still had the script. What um, so. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. When you bought me that script. It was fucking awesome, and it was yeah. all autographed and everything. Yeah, it's obviously full like official a, a script. Copy, but well, no, I know, still, but still, still, still it still looks cool. Yeah, um, there's still a website with a lot of those, and something that I'll have forever, and that I love. One of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten from you. I like to say I'm a good gift giver. You are. I try to be. You definitely pay attention. Um. So yeah, and then moving on. Uh, one of my favorite songs in the movie. The scene starts with old Al Green's "Let's Stay Together." Before yeah, it's all you because you know me, Mr. No, that's all I have to say. Mr. Al Green, Music classic. Man. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, Let's Stay oh, Together yeah. is a fucking awesome old I, school song. I obviously love music in this this movie and all of Quentin's movies, but I'm terrible at remembering. <laughs> you can play a fucking a song from a movie I've seen a thousand times, and I'm most likely going to be like, I don't know if I've ever heard the song. <laughs> so... um. Bruce and Marcellus are sitting down uh, discussing what are they discussing? He's gonna throw the fight. Yep. Yeah. Does it does it bother you that Marcellus has a band-aid on the back of his neck? And why? <laughs> I, I did notice that and you don't really know why. Mm-mm. What do you think happened to him? Are you gonna play half a second of the song? Okay. Did you get it now? Yes, I recognize the song. <laughs> But do you know why he has the bandit in the back of his No, neck? you don't ever find out. What do you do you think that was from the fight with freaking Rocky Horror fuck show or whatever? Could have been. Yeah. It's just always something that's bothered me. Little little weird funny details that Quentin puts in these movies to kind of give his character more <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, personality, I guess. <laughs> well yeah. Yeah. You don't um, always be like something boring and stale and like I have no personality. I am Marcellus Wallace. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because during that scene, all I really look at is the Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even like pay attention to Bruce. Or... I've seen it so many times now. I just focus on the Band-Aid. Oh, fucking Bruce. Um, so, yeah, they're kind of discussing that he's going to lose the fight. And, yep. um, yeah. Uh, and that's basically what happens in that scene. Mm-hmm. And that's when it kicks into the old Vega picking up. Me, yeah. right? Yeah. Also, too, Bruce orders a pack of ding, ding, ding. Okay, yeah. The freaking red apples. Red apples. Big reds. Um, <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. So, Vince goes, uh, and he gets a little uh, little drugsies. Yeah. There's um, nothing then, that really happens yeah, in that scene to kind me. Of a, but the funny, is that the one with all the shit in her face? And it's, that's my <laughs> it's wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that part of the scene, but uh, that's then, about it. Because 
every character in that house besides Vega is so unmemorable. There's just a random, is it their daughter or is it just a friend that's sitting there with the... It's a friend. You can tell they're the same age. I don't know. She's got just a fucking bong in her hand and uh-huh. she doesn't say a word. That's and why I'd assume it was a friend. She holds on to the bong the entire time. Which um, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, he, and then actually a scene that I do love in between that from him getting his stuff and then driving over to see Mia, um, is when he's just like chilling and zoning out and you got the cool, like surf rock score playing in the background mm-hmm. with him just driving. Um, and I fucking love that scene. I love it. It's so chill. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good driving scenes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the music really does it for me. That's something that I've noticed with this movie is kind of sprinkled throughout the whole movie. It has a very surfy rock score, yeah. you know, and it has just a very chill, easy vibes. Well, because um, it's just a bunch of cool dudes hanging out in California pretty much, even though they're doing like fucked up crazy shit. It's, it's still a California movie. A couple of cool dudes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And then he, uh, he meets up with uh, Mia at her place. And this scene is actually where, uh, Travolta kind of became a meme Hall of Fame, I will say. Oh, with him like looking with around. With him turning from side to side <laughs> looking for where the speaker is to talk to Mia. That was always a, that was a funny meme. Yeah. Uh, that air. Well, I saw a freaking a light come from up above. Um, I can't tell if the door's open or not. They go to Jackrabbit Slim's. Okay. And Jackrabbit Slim's is a real restaurant in Denver, Colorado. For real? Yes. Like it, it's made to look like the one from it's the a movie. Real it's open right now. Yes, it is open right now. They open at three p.m. and <laughs> it's for takeout only. For takeout only. Yes. What's the point in going to Jackrabbit? I mean, I guess the whole COVID, the whole COVID thing. But it Pandy. there's people Sorry, dressed up Pandy. like Marilyn Monroe and freaking I don't even know. Who I don't know either. Buddy Holly. I guess now, Buddy Holly's there. I don't know if the one that they went to was the real restaurant, or if they made that restaurant after the movie was filmed. I would assume they made this one. And um, I don't know. But yeah, it's in Denver, Colorado. It's a real restaurant. I would hope to think that Quentin created Jackrabbit Slims because it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It, it's a cool ass name. Mm-hmm. And it looks like some of the best food. <laughs> Especially the freaking the $5 shake, mm-hmm. which I just, I don't know. It just... The burger, I, I don't know. I'm you don't like put a... bourbon in or nothing? <laughs> no. Shout out to Steve. Steve is the yep. waiter. He shows up. It's just freaking it's just ice cream and milk or whatever the fuck he says. Is that all it is, a milkshake? Mm-hmm. I've never made a milkshake. Is that all he is? Dude, I don't know why I can't talk. If I were to take, I have ice cream and milk at home. If I take that, put it in my blender, it makes a milkshake. That's yes. all it takes? I need to start well, making Like a lot often. of times people, if you want to make like a malt... They'll do like some sort of like powder. I think there's some sort of weird powder involved. Um, I guess they do have like powder for like flavoring and stuff. I guess, yeah, but I don't know. Who cares? um, Okay, so they make it to Jackrabbit Slims um, and then they're sitting down, they're talking. Um, (laughs) They're talking? And then Mia brings up Fox Force 5. Yeah. Do you think Quentin had this planned out? For Kill Bill? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you think because he was think, like that? He's like, I know I'm a good director. I know I'm going to make all these movies. I think that him, I don't think I know that him and Uma were talking about the, the script while they were filming Pulp Fiction. I guess they it were probably does take ideas. a long time mm-hmm. to write out scripts and oh, yeah. 
he's probably like, yeah, you're my favorite actress. I'm going to get you in this movie, going to get you in this next movie. Let's kind of throw some like subtle hints in there. He, um, and I feel like it's like writing a book or like writing music. Like if you are a big enough fan of what you do and have a creative enough mind, your mind's always working. Your mind's always working. Even on projects that you're currently on filming, you're still thinking of what can I do in the future? Hmm. And songwriters are no different. That's why people can make 15, 20 song albums. And then they're like, these are just 20 of the 50 songs that I picked that I made yeah, because I I'm constantly making music and yeah, I'm constantly just, putting my just ideas Just using out what's there. the best. Yeah. Um, so, um, I freaking Jules and freaking Vega and both of these opening scenes try a food. Freaking Jules tries the burger. Vega tries the shake. And they both act like they have never eaten food before. Hold, hold on. Mia and Vincent? N- what? What are you talking about? Okay, just in general, in the whole movie. Oh. Jules at the oh. beginning of the movie oh. tries the Big Kahuna burger. He's like, that is a tasty burger. Okay, I got you. And then I he's just like, damn, this is a good shake. <laughs> okay. And they both act like they have never had like a burger and a shake before. Mm, and I, I would say in... Uh, Vince's defense, he was probably very high while he had okay. this shake. I know he was pretty loaded. Yeah, so he probably is. Probably but, tasted way better. And I guess he was in Amsterdam for fucking three years or whatever. So maybe maybe shakes were just invented. No, they've been around since the fucking like fifties. Back in time, I don't know, dude. Probably maybe, earlier than that. Whatever. He's a Scientologist, so it doesn't matter. So they're <laughs> they're uh, they're discussing things and uh, certain people being thrown out of windows. Uh, and then they decide that it's time to dance. Yep. And they have the classic dancing scene. Um, and Quentin was dancing the entire time with them while this was being yeah. filmed. Uh, I do remember seeing like a behind the scenes. And his terrible uh, cheesy dancing. Uh, yeah. He's so cheesy. I'm sure he he's fucking just giddy every single second he's filming every movie he's doing. And oh, like yeah. he's probably dressed up exactly like all the characters like has an afro and a freaking i don't know he's just dressed up like everybody has an afro well he has an afro and like a bra on at the same time so he can be all the characters <laughs> um so that happens and then they decide to go back to mia's place <clears throat> yep. uh and then mia uh throws on a little uh tune a neil diamond song which actually is a cover which is weird because the neil diamond song and the cover are identical it took me the longest time to realize that the song she's playing is a cover. I thought it was actually Neil Diamond. Dude, but the, so the name of the song is You'll Be a Woman Soon. Okay. And it's covered by Urge Overkill. It's not actually Neil Diamond singing and the song. And they sound the exact same? They sound almost identical. I'll play okay. them for you later. I'm not going to play it now. Okay. Um, but it took me a while. I always thought it was Neil Diamond, but huh. it's not. <clears throat> so that's cool. But I, I love that song, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Once again, perfect song paired up with a perfect scene. And I love it. Yeah. And then the freaking the overdose, that's mm. where the movie probably really kicks off with her freaking, I, I know nothing about drugs, but is this the hardest drug ever? Did she, did well, she overdose? Because, oh, it is heroin. And okay. she snorts it. Okay, yes. And I know that's why heroin that's why is injected into your veins. That's why I don't know anything about drugs. So if you snort, and she looked like she snorted a pretty, <laughs> I'll say Tony Montana amount. Is it not? Oh, is it a white powder too? 
Are yeah. they both white powders? Yeah. Okay, that's why I had no idea. <laughs> as far as I know, I mean, I'm not into drugs either. Yeah. But, but... I know that that's why uh, Vince shoots it into his arm because yeah. it is so strong, and it is so intense, and you snorting that amount directly up, basically into your fucking nose, <laughs> into your is brain a, hole, is enough to make your fucking nose, you yeah. know, blow up. And <laughs> Which hers does. And pass the fuck out. Blood and whatever else is coming out of her <clears throat> mouth. And also to Vince had to be in the bathroom for at least two hours. Two like, hours? Yeah, I'm joking. I'm okay. being sarcastic. <laughs> but from the amount of time that he was in there talking to himself. Yeah. And that he goes, like, I felt like he was in there forever. Probably. Like, he could have just walked out and been like, hey, you know, don't snort that. But I'm mean, like, oh, that part's always bothered me. I'm like, Vince, you've been in the bathroom way too fucking long, dude. You're killing me. Um, so she overdoses and then uh, Vince freaks out um, and decides to drive over to his drug dealer's house because he knows that his drug dealer has a shot that might revive her. Yeah. Um, so they drive there. He's freaking out. The drug dealer's freaking out. They're both screaming at each other. Get the shot. Get the shot. Oh, before that, I fucking love... I think one of the funnier scenes in the entire movie. A, I don't know why this guy reminds me so much of the Big Lebowski. Probably because of the it's giant the robe he's wearing. he's wearing. Yeah, but <laughs> when he freaking calls him, and like he's just he's like, you "Don't bring that dumb bimbo here," and fucked up booba or whatever poopa. the fuck he says. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then he asks like, "Are you talking on a cellular phone?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Who is this? I don't know you." And hangs up and yeah. acts like him. Like, what is he freaking out about? Is he freaking out? That the fact he's on a phone while driving or the fact that he's rich enough to have a, a cell phone in the early 90s? No, it's the fact that he knows that he's on a cellular phone, which means that he knows he, that he's on he's the on way, way to the house. But when he hangs up the phone, he hears the car like coming instantly. around the corner and mm-hmm. like acts like he didn't know he was on the way. I don't know why. It just made it seem like I'm so anti-cell phone in cars. Like I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> Who is not this? the reason why <laughs> the reason why is because he's probably realizing, well, fuck Vince is on a cell phone, which means yeah. he's probably down the street, which means I'm just going to try and completely avoid the situation as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so he crashes into his house, freaks out, brings me into the house, um, where they try to perform a little, uh, little, <laughs> not surgery, but revival on her. Um, and apparently the way that this film was seen, <clears throat> seen, seen, the way this film <laughs> was seen, the scene was filmed, the way the scene was filmed <laughs> was that, um, it was filmed in reverse. So, uh, Travolta was going down, you know, to pierce her chest, mm-hmm. um, bone or whatever, but the way that they did it where he the scene started where he had the needle like pressed into her okay obviously not all the way and then he was pulling up on it so then ones. they just reversed it where it looked like he was pulling down into her yeah um pushing down into her so i thought that was kind of a cool way to do the scene yeah. more believable makes sense uh freaking okay so she wakes up and then Freaks next out. scene only one hour has gone by to this point. There's still an hour and a half left. In the actual movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so much has happened. Yeah. But then the next scene, I guess, because it's just a lot of moments in this movie, like 10 minutes of this scene, 20 minutes of this scene. It feels like the next 45 minutes of this movie is the whole, like, Bruce Willis and freaking, why the fuck can't I think of her name? 
What's what's the what's his like, girlfriend's name in this movie? Um, his girlfriend's name <laughs> is uh, I wrote it down. Um, Fabian. Her name is Fabian. F A B I E N N E. Fabian. She's Fabian. definitely. What is she French? He says I the can... way that he says it is Fabian. Um, okay, but either way, this doesn't. This isn't about her. Um, so mm, okay, yeah, I guess we didn't get to that part yet. We're freaking... it moves. It moves on to uh, Christopher Walken talking to a young butch, and Captain Coons. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do your best impression of uh, Christopher Walken's watch. Oh Jesus, I don't know the whole thing. You don't have to say the whole thing. Uh, your, your, fa- your father's your father's watch up my ass. Up his ass. Up Christopher Walken's ass. Yeah. What did I say? Up my ass, right? I stuck your the father. father had the watch up his ass. Yeah. Okay. What? Sounded like you were saying that the father okay. put the watch up Christopher's <laughs> ass. I mean, who says he didn't? Him. <laughs> I mean, he's telling a kid this. He's not going to give the whole... I mean, I guess he does, like, tell him. Uh, why is he to hide it? Because of the freaking... The Japanese going to steal the watch or something? Yeah, he just doesn't want... It. Japanese? Why did I say Japanese? It's not World War Two. Moving on. So <laughs> I assume Vietnam. Did they say what war it was? Great Christopher Walken impression. Wasn't it? I, just um, know. I mean, it's the only time. I think it's the first or second time I've ever tried it. Yeah. Up, up my up his ass. No. Your father. Your father. Your father. You had this watch up his ass watch. for two years. Two, two long years. Your father two? wore this watch up his ass. And every terrible. time he tried to shit shit it out. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Shit it out. We're both terrible at Christopher Walken, <laughs> so we're never going to do that ever again. We're going to be terrible at every single like impression we do. But So when Christopher is talking about the um, origins of this watch, yeah. he brings up Knoxville, Tennessee. Tarantino was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. And they talk about, that's where they're going. I guess that's where they're going. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Butch later on brings it up. Yeah. Um, but another thing like the Red Apples, uh, that's another thing that we'll talk about in his other later movies is Knoxville, Tennessee is where he was born. Cool. That is a thing I did not know about mm-hmm. the old QT. Yep. Um, so then it, boom, goes right into the scene where Butch wakes up uh, mm-hmm. after the fight. Yep. And he realizes that he did not lose the fight, that he, in fact, killed the guy yep. that he was fighting and is basically on the run now. Yep, and with his girlfriend, no, we make spoons. Do you want to say her name again? I completely forgot it. Fat F- Fabio, freaking Fabian. Fabio. Yeah, freaking Fabian. Fabian. We make spoons. Fabian. Pot bellies are sexy. Blue, blueberry, <laughs> blueberry pie. <laughs> pie. And they Cake bring up for pie for breakfast. Pie for breakfast, and they bring up freaking Madonna. Doesn't she say Madonna's name? I, I swear she says Madonna's name. And of course I'm trying to look it up and I type in Madonna Pulp Fiction. And the only thing that comes up is freaking apparently Ariana Grande has a new song where they quote jewels from this. Mm, okay. And I don't fucking understand it. Yeah, but uh, you don't care for Fabian too much. So too bad for Fabian. Sorry, you don't get Dallas's approval. I don't care for her character, but I care for everything she says is hilarious. The yeah. pop, the freaking pot belly that we make spoons. She brings up the blueberry up freaking pancakes and pie she wants both apparently and then <laughs> will you give me oral pleasure <laughs> and then he just says can you kiss it mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean they're just straightforward what they both want he just wants a little peck a little peck on the pecker <laughs> there you go that's all that he needs to get it up 
just get, just get it up or yeah. just no it's get flaccid off. yeah okay he goes in flaccid and then she kisses it and he's fully she, torqued she well it's inside of her when she kisses it what the fuck You're completely <laughs> joking first off i mean i'm saying that no when they start intercourse yes. sexual touching that okay, he is flaccid and all she has to do is kiss his penis and then he's instantly i mean i can <clears> hard, big hard off less touching than that so yeah me too great okay so uh moving on um he then goes to find his father's watch which he yes. realizes fabian did not bring with her fucking bitch pissed yeah okay and he freaking slams on the brakes as fast as he possibly can mm-hmm. <laughs> slams on the brakes in the car yeah when he's freaking because he's so oh, fucking when he pulls pissed, up to the apartment he's flying yep um so then he goes into the apartment and he finds out uh who's in there waiting for him old vega's there old vega how the fuck does vince vega not hear him ruffling through the goddamn cupboard for the pop tarts Mm -hmm. he slams the door shut behind him yeah and there's he's in the bathroom right next to the kitchen maybe maybe vince does hear him but then does he think it's after, Jules? after a while he doesn't hear anything so maybe he thinks the person left maybe he was waiting to walk Our, out of the bathroom because he thought they had left okay when does this scene take place because obviously it doesn't happen like when does it take place in the timeline it happens after he botches the fight okay yes but vincent vega's timeline yes so it would happen right after he took Mia out to dinner. So you think like the next because day. When... And then that next night is when he freaking... <clears throat> or... Because there's a scene when, when Marcellus realizes that the other boxer is dead. And okay. Marcellus is telling his partner, like the owner of the bar or whatever, the bartender, like you got to go find Butch right now. And he's like, and he's like, if he's hiding in Indochina. I want someone popping out of a bowl of rice to cap his ass. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. um, there's a scene during that where Vince and Mia are talking because they're in the same rule room. I can't even talk same room as okay. Marcellus. I guess and it's the Mia last says, scene. I never thanked you for dinner. Okay. Yeah. So it takes place a couple days or yeah, the yeah, next yeah. day after, he took her out to eat. Because it goes, okay, yeah. I don't know. I get the, you're not a you're not, you're film fan. You're not paying attention mm-hmm. to the way movies are filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Bruce gets to the house. Somehow Vince doesn't hear anything. Pops open the door and gets fucking blasted the fuck. Yeah. And it's <laughs> awesome because I feel like that's kind of a, um, that scene. Uh, and then also the scene with Madsen dying in Reservoir Dogs. To me, reminds me a lot of like because they both get fucking shot in the chest. Oh, freaking obliterated! And they're both wearing the same outfit, and yeah. they're both brothers. Yep. So kind of they both die the exact same way. I wish we could have got the movie where they played brothers because wasn't there supposed to be some sort of like prequel where like the Vega Bros? That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then he's leaving the apartment, realizing that he killed the person who was supposed to kill him. Yep. So he's feeling good about himself. He's feeling good. And then he sees Marcellus uh, walking across the street yep. with some donuts and, and decides to run him over. Hits him. And then they all 
freaking shit goes to shit. <laughs> Marcel shoots at him and oh my arm! The freaking girl that gets shot and just like laying there on the ground. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Griffin, really <laughs> random cameo in that one too. Kathy Griffin, the comedian. For real? Yes. That's her that gets shot? No. But so she picks just... up Marcellus in the street and she's one of the group of ladies that's talking to him. Ooh. And if you look her up on IMDb, she's actually credited as Kathy Griffin in the movie. <laughs> no, I mean, but... she probably could have been just walking around LA in the early 90s. and Very random. Just, hey, you want to be in my movie? I'm quitting Tarantino. Um, so moving on to them basically chasing each other through the streets, shooting at each other, causing a bunch of ruckus. <laughs> and then they move on to that uh, that little shop. They end up in the pawn shop, which Where's is the some... same pawn shop from freaking uh, Extract, that Jason Bateman movie with Mila Kunis. I didn't know that. Yeah, it came out like 20 years later. But... Really? It's the same one. Weird. It has nothing to do with this. I've but... heard of the movie. I've never seen it, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's got freaking uh dude who got in trouble for punching his wife from Deadpool. Mm. You know what I'm talking know. about? TJ Miller. There you go. So this is one of the scenes that I remember very well from when I first watched the movie. I can imagine why. <clears throat> and when I went into this movie completely blind and had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. So unpredictable. Because um, this movie's kind of tame. Up until It's just a lot of fucking talking. Yep. And then I know the whole overdose thing happens, but this movie is just a lot of talking. And So basically what happens is, you know, they both get knocked the fuck out. Butch yep. and Marcellus in the pawn shop from the owners. And then they're downstairs and all of a sudden they're waking up to being gagged. Yeah. Um, and having absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And also too, fuck having that gag in your mouth for the whole time that that film was seen. I would have been throwing up everywhere, dude. I have a horrible gag <laughs> reflex. I love how I would... you just keep saying film was seen. <laughs> I said that again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm. scene was filmed film yeah. i'm just gonna say film was seen every That's time fine. now film was seen god freaking screaming into the mic uh so annoying um but yeah and I, I remember i remember <laughs> yeah, the gag and then having been like what the fuck is happening <laughs> this movie this movie just takes the weirdest turn uh, and having no idea what the fuck is going on and then the gimp pops out <laughs> and I'm like, where is this fucking going yeah. and it felt so creepy to me too there was just such this weird creepy tone of of uh, completely <clears throat> having no grasp on the situation because every time i watch a scene in a movie mm-hmm. i'm always trying to analyze it and be like oh i know what's gonna happen next or this is gonna happen next and that fucking shit blew me away did you when did you first see this movie when you were really young no, you'd be surprised. What? Five I saw years this ago? movie. No, Eight I saw this movie. Ago. I think when I was either a f- sophomore or a junior in high school. Okay, I don't think I saw this movie within the last seven years for the first time. Okay, I don't even know if I knew what a gimp was <laughs> when I first saw this movie. I still really don't know what it is. It's, it's just a fucking uh, a dude that comes and fucks you and your wife that you don't know who they are, and that's why they're dressed up. <laughs> I think it's the act of wearing full leather suit and performing a that sexual sounds act. Fucking awful. It does. Is sound there a awful. little cutout for your dick, or do you have a? Is it there like a? Be. Is it like a leather condom? It's just a giant leather condom that's over your whole body. 
Um, I'm assuming there's a cutout for the penis. And the balls or just the penis? I don't know. Google it. Yeah. Or we could just order one and you could wear or it. I and we can record it. it. That'll be my Halloween costume. And we'll post it on some. Dude, you got the big poofy hair. You could be Jules without doing the blackface. And you say a big movie hair? You have the big poofy hair. Oh, yeah. So you can be Thank Jules. No that blackface. <laughs> and then I'll be the gimp. And then Brooke's got longer hair, so she can be Vega. There we go. Not me. Or, or Mia. She's not the girl. She has to be. The girl she... can't be the only girl in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the woman. We're not with girls. And I'm I'm happy that you think I have an afro. That makes I, me feel good. Do you like that you have? No, I, mean, I don't think I have an afro. No, I'm not saying you have I... an afro. I'm saying you, you do have long hair and it kind of poofs out. <laughs> if you teased it with like fucking hairspray it and a pig, you could yeah. bring it out. Nothing wrong with that. I do love afros. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, no, but it's, this whole scene, I can't describe it. I can't describe it. Um, and I definitely did not expect it to go sexual. <laughs> it's fucking, you didn't expect rape? To... Basically just being torture raped. Yeah. As opposed to another <laughs> kind of rape. But it starts it's where you just funny. think it's going to be like some weird torture scene, you know. Yeah. But then they're being raped. Um, <sighs> Marcellus is being raped. Let's get specific here. Yeah, not fucking <clears throat> butch. So, um, I love how... You know, Bruce Willis breaks free, punches the fuck out of the gimp, yep. and goes upstairs and tries to leave, and then realizes, wait, this is a total shitty thing of me to do. I, I should need definitely to try and help Marcellus. Yeah. Uh, he's looking for all his certain weapons that he could grab, but he grabs a samurai sword, which, which is I feel another, is another like, shout out to Kill, Kill Bill, Bill, which I yeah. love. Um, and then goes down and just slices the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then old Zed. Uh, what does Marcellus do to Zed? I'll let you take over. Shotguns him in the chest chest Stomach. i assume his, his his hand parts of his fingers definitely pop off right uh, you see something fly in the air i assume it's his fingers because he's got his hand out probably but yeah and then he lets he lets old butch go and tells him to leave town right away and they'll kind of we good yeah we good yep i love that and yeah. then i also love uh, marcellus's you hear me talking hillbilly boy i ain't through with you i ain't done with you through damn sight I can't understand what you're saying. You don't know what I was saying? (laughs) No. I love I love Marcellus's voice and how like just deep and like menacing it is. Ving Rhames for you there. But yeah, you hear me talking, hillbilly boy. Yeah, I mean that's a that's that's, a soundbite right there. That's what he sounds like. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then so Bruce escapes and pulls up on the chopper, and he says to Fabian. It's not a motorcycle, baby. baby. Go ahead. (laughs) You go first with the car. God damn it. It's not a motorcycle, baby. It's a chopper. It's a chopper. And then he says, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. And then they take off. I love it. That's the last you ever see of them. Yep, yep, yep. Um, So then we move on to the Bonnie situation. The Bonnie situation. Um, And a little bit before the Bonnie situation, it's... Jules and Vincent almost get blown to fuck um, by your guy who was hiding in the bathroom. Yep. Which we tried to bring okay, up earlier. I guess they fucking did that there, huh? Um, and then that is uh, another crazy wild scene. And I love how they're just standing there and they don't get killed at all. They, they, don't, don't, even, even, they don't even take I mean, a shot. It kind of like comes like right in between the two mm-hmm. of them, which is, I don't. 
Never shot a gun, but I bet I could hit something that close. Easily. Especially with a goddamn hand cannon. And I guess that dude was sweating his dick hole off in the bathroom, though, like freaking out. So he's probably, his adrenaline was super high. So he was probably just like, that's what people's, the sound like when they shake. That was uh, David Arquette's brother. um, Patricia. Who is, yep. Sister, I guess, but uh, she <laughs> she is dead now. She died a few years back. Really? Um, but yes. Are Patricia and David related? Um, no, it's Alexis Arquette. Alexis is his brother, but I think Patricia is his mom. But Alexis, uh, Alexis, Arquette. Alexis Arquette is the one who was in the bathroom. Okay, that's definitely a girl's the one who name, had the sex so... change. Yeah, she had a sex change. Wait, what? For real? Yes. Used to be a guy. Yes, okay. that is a sex change. Yes, but I didn't. Okay, I was I was making a joke about Patricia Arquette being the same last name. I didn't realize that was actually now, a, well, dead. So neither. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sorry, it was Roseanne. Rosanna Arquette is in this movie also. There's two Arquettes. There are two Arquettes. Yes. I'm so fucking confused. Patricia Arquette's definitely not their mom because she's like. No, 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 no. I, I thought you were saying Rosanna Arquette. Okay. Rosanna Arquette is in this movie also. But that doesn't matter. That I doesn't don't know matter. who that is. Um, but what does matter is the fact that they don't get killed and they bring uh, their little partner dude who was in that apartment there. Yep. They bring him with him. And then they're driving off. And uh, what happens in the car after that? Like Vincent blows his goddamn brains and skull all over mm-hmm. the back seat. All over the place. Which, why is his hand on the trigger? Why, why is the gun why, even Why out? is he even like pointing the gun like that I don't in know. his head? Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. We'll never know. But it makes for a great scene. It does make for a Greg scene. And Greg. then a Greg scene. A Greg scene. Dude, and that then guy we... voices Hermes in Futurama? That's cool. Mm. We move on to the Bonnie situation. Um, and then the Bonnie situation, I feel like is a huge homage to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Uh, because of how bloody the car is yep. and it looked just like the same thing. Another thing. Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Um, and then also uh, we have Harvey as Mr. Wolf. Yep. Cartel. Cartel. Yeah. Harvey, Harvey Car- Cartel. Cartel. That's definitely a cool, that would be like a cool spoof name. name. Freaking Harvey Cartel. But yeah. They show up to Quentin's house. He freaks out about his coffee and... You don't need to tell me how good my fucking coffee is or whatever. I buy it. I says. buy the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know how good it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jules is happy that uh, Marcellus is sending the wolf. Yep. He's and pretty ecstatic about that. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. There you go. You got to go like fucking 1,000 miles per hour to get to cut your time in a thir- like two thirds. Cut down 67% of your freaking. Your driving time. Pretty wild. He's a madman, but he gets <laughs> shit done. He's the wolf. Yeah, freaking um, 40 minutes to clean up all that shit in the back of a car. That's nuts. Just throw it out some blankets, but not the good <laughs> linen. So he's basically telling them what to do. Yep. Uh, Vincent throws a little attitude at him. Um, and then Vincent and Jules argue quite a bit. Uh, a scene that I thought was funny is when they're in the bathroom trying to wash their hands off. Yeah. And, Jules is pissed that Vincent didn't actually he use soap. He clearly didn't like, even wash his hands. I don't remember this towel looking like no goddamn maxi pad. <laughs> and I just, I just love that whole scene. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, moving on, uh, they're cleaning up, and 
Quentin is in this movie. Uh, he does the cameo in this. We talked about that. But something that I realize is that he doesn't die in this movie, and he dies in all of his other movies. He's only in like what two or three. Well, he's in Reservoir. Yep, dies. He's for sure in Django. He's in Django. Blows explodes. Up. He's not in Kill Bill one or two, is he? He, um, no. Well, he, yes, he is. If I'm not mistaken, one of the crazy eighty-eight who is just laying on the ground. Okay, so he so technically he dies, but he doesn't get a speaking line. Mm-mm. Um, and then I don't know about from Dust Till Dawn. I know he dies in that movie. But so you didn't know he was in it? What? What? No, I'm saying I know that he dies in the movie. Okay, yeah. But he's also like a main character. It's not kind of a cameo role, so I don't know if that counts. I mean, he's kind of, I don't know what counts yeah, as I'm a cameo. I only consider cameo when you're in the movie for, I don't know, who knows. But I thought it was a funny thing that he kind of did with his later movies, him yeah. dying. Um, so that would have been kind of funny, but that didn't happen. But I do love his character. Um, so, yeah. And then we move on to where we were in the beginning. Yep. And we're back, back at the, the restaurant. The coffee shop or mm-hmm. wherever the fuck we are. And then uh, we're Honey Bunny. On, <laughs> we're kind of focused on Jules and Vega. Mm. In the beginning when they yeah. get there and they're kind of talking. They and don't really talk about anything too dis- important. They're discussing how Jules kind of wants to retire. Yep. And take a new path in life. Just kind of drop it off and just... Walk into the sunset, or is that what he says? Something yep. like that. Something. I feel like that scene was literally just on when I showed up. It was. We were. Yeah. You know, we were watching the movie before we <laughs> talked about this, like right before. Um, so then you don't really realize this when the scene first starts, and I brought this up too quickly. I apologize, but I said Honey Bunny because they're in the same restaurant. Yeah. Um, and you think it's just Jules and Vincent, but then it pans over to Tim Roth saying. Garcon coffee again, yep. and you realize, oh just, fuck, this takes he place. He screamed time. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're both talking, and then they decide to rob the place um, with Vincent and Jules there. And then that's when Honey Bunny says, "Every one of you motherfuckers," yeah, and not every last motherfucking one of you. Yeah. So in the beginning, every last motherfucking one of you, and at the end, every one of you motherfuckers. And it's supposed to be the same scene, supposed to take place in the same time, but she says the complete opposite thing, <laughs> and it bothers the fuck out of me. Yeah, it's one of those things that ever since you pointed it out, it pisses me off. Because it. <laughs> it's it's so close. It's like she's almost done saying it, and then just completely flips the like the last four words around. I know, I know. And it's super. Ugh. I don't know if if it was something where like they just decided to go with it because the scene was going so well. You know I what I mean? Yeah, and, but... and maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did they film it on a different day, like six weeks later? Or why would you not film one angle from one side? All right, back to your places. Move the camera around so you can go to the other side of the freaking thing. Or just have two cameras set up because it's one camera angles from like parallel with the freaking diner or with the booth. And one's like behind Tim Roth. I don't know, man. It's always bothered me. But... Um, yeah, so we'll never know, but that's some sort of little, little thing that I hated the whole time. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, 
the whole restaurant scene is being filmed um, and they're going around taking everybody's wallets and trying to, you know, steal as much money as they can. Uh, and then Tim Roth's character decides to go up to Jules and they uh, they have a little another standoff words, another classic freaking Tarantino standoff at the end of the movie. Yep. Yep. And then uh, basically Jules is talking about how he's trying to take this new path. So he's going to decide not to kill him. Yep. And he's going to let him take the money and go. Um, and then also, too, uh, Tim Roth also gets to look at uh, what's inside of the briefcase. What is um, it? What is it? We'll never know. I, I, I don't even know what to. Is it gold? Is it just straight up gold and that's why it's gold? What could it even be that's like, holy shit, that's not like a bunch of money or gold? Jules says that it's his boss's dirty laundry. Oh well, yeah, but it's clearly not that unless it's a freaking gold chain. And who's washing gold chains? Who knows? Tossing them in the washer, tearing apart, falling apart. And then Tim Roth says, oh my God, is that what I think it is? <coughs> and it's like, what the fuck is it? I don't know, man. It'll always bother us. Genius move, though, on Quentin's part. Yeah. I would never think about to put something in a movie like that. Like, like where you would just have the audience wondering what it is forever like just never ever knowing what it is i love that um so yeah and that's basically the end of the movie that is the end of the movie and then they just get up and walk out and they're like all right i think we should probably leave now (laughs) and they're still wearing their volleyball outfits uh and that's the end of the movie what a movie your favorite my my which i for some reason always forget and i didn't realize we were Hitting your all-time favorite movie two episodes in. Yeah. Early start. I love it. Um, so, yeah, definitely my all-time favorite movie for sure. Uh, and so who do you think stole this role overall? This role or like the sorry the whole movie in <laughs> Who's, general? Whose role do you think stole the movie? Uh, do you want me to like, like just actor or could it be Quentin? Because I think it's Quentin in this movie. Explain. Explain because I think... Every character, like there are obviously like six or seven like different characters that get, eh, not quite, yeah, kind of six or seven that get a lot of screen time. And I, I, I don't know. I definitely think, because since a lot doesn't really happen, a lot of people do get time to shine. Like Jules gets time to shine with his monologue and he gets a bunch of scenes where he does all of his shit. But I do think with all the dialogue and, this dialogue heavy movie i do think quentin with his writing and directing stole this movie okay and i think he's the main standout it's obviously if you had to someone pulls up a list of 100 directors and you quentin's name pops up you get one movie to watch of theirs for the rest of your life it's i think 99 percent of the time people are going to choose pulp fiction not maybe because it's their favorite but it's it is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. It's his movie. His most original film. Yes. I, I don't know. I do think, I can't think of any other movie like it. Mm-hmm. I can't either. That's where there are favorite. scenes that intertwine like this, where there are characters like this, where, I don't know. I just, I definitely think it's his movie. Nice. What about you? <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that one. Oh, you do? It, it, it is his movie. But okay. no, no. I uh-huh. From an actor's standpoint. Okay. Uh, Sam Jackson, for sure, for me for sure he brought the comedy he brought the intensity um and overall just the best actor on set i 
he he just blew everybody out of the water for, yeah. for my opinion i feel like he's the he's, best actor on each set he's, he's awesome, ever been on no matter what he's in <laughs> yeah. he steals it every time um and he's just so goddamn fucking funny and he's so fast and he's so quick and he's just such a fucking skilled actor that he's unreplaceable yeah and he he's definitely this movie for me he totally is hell yeah um what was the most memorable scene for you uh memorable definitely jack rabbit slums okay when they're uh, in the when they're yeah. in the restaurant i think it's my favorite too from them sitting down to oh there's two marilyn and rose oh no there's not one some other actress i've never heard of to the five dollar shake to the dancing and then i don't know if i would count it but when they get back to the apartment to her house i guess mia wallace's house i love the reveal of the freaking the trophy because mm. they're kind of dancing and you can't see it and then it mm-hmm. spins around i don't know i feel like that's the end of that scene almost sure because then it kind of kicks into the overdose scene next yeah, but it does yeah. i don't know i think that whole section is my favorite the one that stands out and the one i always think about when i think of this movie cool uh mine would definitely be the gimp scene for real <laughs> for real yeah. for real because uh i'll i keep going back to when i watched it for the first time and when it made me feel so just confused and creeped out and intrigued all at the same time <laughs> and just having no idea where it was going to go. I had, I don't remember feeling like that in any other movie. Um, and it was just, it what really kind of set the bar for Tarantino movies in terms of violence and in terms of um, how mysterious it was yeah. and how like out of the normal it was from the rest of the movie. Um, and I definitely feel like it's the most unforgettable scene. Well, I would, I would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was Pulp Fiction. Before we wrap up, do you have a favorite quote? Ooh, uh, you know what? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I've never thought about it. Um, and if I had to say, uh, oof, um, oh my God, that's such a tough fucking question. <laughs> I don't like that question. You go first and I'll think about it. Well, I, yours? it's kind of a, just a three lines of dialogue when freaking Butch is trying to teach her, uh, Spanish, obviously. Mm. Right. I don't know. Actually. And she says, uh, or he says K O R S. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. he, she says K O R S. Mm. What time is it? It's time for bed. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love that exchange, <laughs> and I just think it's really funny and a funny way to end the scene. But for some reason, she's brushing her teeth, and then he wakes back up, and she's still brushing her teeth. <laughs> Do you like that? You almost see full nude Bruce Willis in that. Also, is you that also see why it's your favorite? Bruce Willy. Bruce Big Willy Boy. Um, but dude, all time favorite quote of that fucking movie. Um, I honestly, I've you never, don't have one. I've I mean, never thought about that, dude. I don't you, know. You don't have to have one. I honestly don't know. I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do. And that's fine. Um, that is a tasty burger. That's a good. That's not my favorite quote. But I like just, that quote. No, no. I don't know if I, I can think of it almost one. every time I eat a burger. It's like, to me, it's kind of like picking your favorite song of all time. Like, yeah, I, it's that's not a, possible. That's impossible. It's not possible <laughs> to pick a favorite quote. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Pulp Fiction. We uh, we love it. We watched it. We reviewed it. I'm glad I got to talk to you about this movie. Like I said, it's like the third or fourth time I've ever seen it. 
This last time, I don't know if I found myself bored. This movie can get very stale mm. if you're not into this type of movie. Okay. I know you're not going to agree with that because it's your all-time favorite. But from my end, just sitting there for a good hour and 50 minutes of this movie, nothing happens. You got to be into the characters. You got to be into what they're saying. Sure. Because you're not going to see anything on screen that's going to like, oh shit, I need to be paying attention. You can almost not even look at the screen. As long as you know whose voice you're listening to, you can just listen to them talk. You don't even need to see what's on the screen. You're right. The only scene, though, that I really felt was stale was the Christopher Walken scene when he's talking to young Butch. Yeah. That's the only scene that I don't really like in the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, it's just to show the importance of the, the, watch, the watch to him. How much but, he cares about it. Yeah. But yeah, everything else to me, I, I just love. For some reason, I have this movie on such a high pedestal. I don't know why. Um, but it, yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about it because <laughs> it, I mean, I definitely still love it. I think it's great. Definitely helped. I got to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> Especially right after I saw it. Yep. Uh, Tarantino's best movie uh, for me, for sure. But uh, we will be back uh, next week with old Jackie Brown. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to watch that for the second time ever. I just watched it like last week, which is funny. So I'll have to watch it again. Hell and yeah. now I've probably seen this movie as many times as I've seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all of his movies so many times. Yeah. But, uh, but no, good times. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, and hopefully uh, you'll listen next week. Yep. See everybody then. See ya.